Hello, this is Walnut Grove Baptist Church's podcast. We are in Carthage, Texas, and that is in Panola County. Our pastor is Reverend David P. Mitchell, and our Sunday school teacher, our Bible study teacher, is Deacon Glenn Wade. But thank you so much for joining us, and you'll be joining this uh, current episode that's in progress. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you right now. We adore you. We appreciate you. We ask that you intervene with us on tonight. Bless the teacher. Bless the student. Let us be receptive to your word where we can go and apply to our daily lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. You can wave. We're in your hands. Finding hope in the midst of oppression. This uh, text, Isaiah 53, many times it's thought of as a song of a servant. Uh, It really is the song of a suffering servant. If you look at it in that sense, it it lets us know that the servant, the Lord Jesus Christ, but it depicts the suffering that that, uh, uh, he is about to endure when he goes to the cross. Not for any sins of his own, but for the sins of man. In these verses, we really can note that it, 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 the reoccurrence of our griefs, our sorrows, our transgression, our iniquities, all these are talking about uh, we are the one that have gone astray and turned our own way, not him. And But God has laid on him our sin, the sins of all of us all of his suffering, his agony, his affliction, and, and his death was nothing that uh, of himself, but rather for us. Many of the Jews and Gentiles thought that uh, what was put on Jesus was because of something that he had committed. But Isaiah is setting the record straight and letting them know that these uh, are false uh, accusation that he's done nothing wrong makes it clear that all all that that has happened the servant must acknowledge that jesus crucifixion has nothing to do with what he's done Uh, any of his sorrow his agony his suffering um, has to do with our sin and and he points it out in in tonight's uh, uh, lesson there is no passage uh, anywhere that depicts the suffering and, and, the, and the purpose of Jesus any more than this scripture does. Isaiah writes a good account of what Jesus is going through when he goes to the cross. Uh, so it, it gives an account of, of his suffering. First Paul says, Surely he has borne our grief and carried our sorrow, yet he did esteem him, stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Starts out with the word surely, which means that uh, uh, truly, of a, of a truth. In other words, there's no doubt that what has happened, he has, uh, he has done these things. And then it turns to, uh, to the word uh, born, and born uh uh, means to to lift up, to take up, uh, uh, to rise. It, uh, 
it's it's kind of like in sustaining or bearing, upholding or caring. In other words, to remove a burden from the shoulders of another and place it on your own. So so he's he's born ah grief, and the word grief uh, mean, literally means sicknesses, disease, anxiety, and affliction. Uh, and lets us know that Jesus heals our infirmities, our bodies, our sickness, our diseases, our anxiety, our infection. Uh, his power to heal comes in two forms. One is that uh, he can heal you, um, uh, mir- uh, miraculously heal you. He has the power to do that. And the other one is that he can give you the power to endure whatever is put upon you. In another word that's in that line is it's carried it means to to carry as a burden or to be burdened with jesus is a burden bearer he takes our burdens and lift uh and lift them and and allows us to burden uh another word in that is sorrow which means to have pain uh to grieve or to be sad uh he takes away the the mental sorrow, and uh, this sorrow here is speaking of the mental pain, the grief that we have. So he has the power to bear all the pain that that we should have bared, that we do bear, and in some extent. But he's the one that bears them for us if we go take them to him. And said, and yet he did esteem him stricken. Yet we did esteem him stricken. So many of the Jews was. Uh, that, uh, thought that Jesus was subject to great and severe punishment by God for his sins. Uh, God has some area of divine disapproval of Jesus, but God was pleased with everything that Jesus had done. So what he was doing, what happened to Jesus was not that God was disapproved of him. It was in line with the suffering that he accepted when he accepted our burdens and became our savior and yet he did esteem him stricken smitten of god and afflicted uh when you look at this verse uh, jesus suffering uh many thought that he was a, a curse of god and therefore we rejected him many of them that was went to the cross were thinking that god had abandoned jesus uh and that uh he was afflicted because of as part of his punishment for something that he had done, but Jesus had done no wrong. In other words, they thought Jesus was being punished for his own sin, but he was not being punished for his sin, but our sins. So the intensity of Jesus suffering uh, for the benefit of man, not for, not for his own sin. Verse five start to put a little bit more in, 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 in perspective when he said, but he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chessmen of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. So Calvary was an agonizing experience for Jesus. Uh, when he went into the garden uh, to pray uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he asked his disciples to watch while he prayed apart. And we know that Peter and the other disciples fell asleep. And he come back and, and and got on them for falling asleep and went back again. And then they and they fell asleep again. And then he 
finally told him that it's, it's, it's all right. Don't worry about it. So three times he went apart and prayed. Uh, and his intense, he prayed with such intensity that the scripture said that he uh, prayed great drops of, of blood like sweat came out of him. So he was very uh, into uh, uh, praying and during this time. It was a very intense time for him. But he come to the conclusion that, that says in the scripture that he says, not my will, but thy will be done. So he accepted what was going to happen to him and, and faced it bravely. So uh, the scripture says, but he was wounded. Jesus encountered piercing at Calvary. The, the wound in Jesus experienced at Calvary referred to the piercing of his hand, his feet, and his side. Uh, and then it talks about for our transgression, the reason for Jesus' piercing. Uh, the prophet is showing that what Jesus is encountering at Calvary was not due to any sins of his own, but rather for our transgression, our sin. Uh, transgression and, and its meaning mean that go beyond the boundaries of, of God's law. In other words, we, we have broken so many of God's laws. We've gone so far. Uh, the agony that he endured was 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 he was bruised i mean he was he was uh uh went through severe and inward and outward suffering uh for our iniquity jesus was on such a weight of sorrow on account of our sin that he was uh uh i felt that this he was crushed and broken in pieces uh we cannot uh, imagine the agony that he's going through uh, uh, I believe one writer quotes the, the saying that we can bear our own sins. Uh, the, the weight of my sin would be so much that I couldn't bear my own. But he was bearing the, the uh, sins of the whole world, not just for now uh, at that particular time, but the sins of the world uh, in the past, in the present, and in the future. He took bear all that when he went to the cross. And verse 6 talks about uh, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So we all are guilty. Uh, All we like sheep have gone astray. From the time Adam onward, each and every one of us have gone astray by choice. Uh, we all guilty of sin, and therefore we need a Savior. Uh, all of us came into this world walking away from God. Uh, and only through Jesus can we walk back toward God. Uh, God has given us volition. And the volition is, 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 is the ability to make choices. And we, we without Jesus, we make the wrong choices. And that's what the second part of that kind of alludes to we have turned everyone his own way uh, in other words or before we know jesus we're walking in self uh but after we find uh jesus in, uh, for salvation we have the power to refrain from walking in self we can we can uh, uh we become a new creature uh, we get away from self-gratification and and be able to do the will of god and the Lord has laid on him all our, all 
laid on him the iniquity of, of, of all. The sins of man, present, past, and future have been laid upon him to bear. Uh, the weight of, like, again, the weight of one sin, one person's sin is too much for anyone to bear. But he has bared the sins of, uh, of everyone, uh, present, past, and future. Uh, being of such a weight made Jesus uh, feel like his father had forsaken him. He says on the cross, why have thou forsaken me? Uh, but the Lord had not forsaken him. He said, this is my beloved son, whom I am well pleased. So Jesus bared the, the, the pain of all of this. Uh-huh. Let's see what was that verse. Seven, and so he's suffering with with dignity. Jesus is suffering with the with the dignity that that only he could do. Uh, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is bowed as a lamb, and as sheep before her shears is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. Uh, so here we see Jesus as a shepherd. Uh, 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 in the form of a, of a sheep, uh, in that Jesus become our ransom. He was oppressed. Uh, it means that to drive, to impede, or to urge, or to, uh, to uh, uh, urge as a debtor to exact a payment uh, or exact tribute, a ransom. In other words, if someone writes for a ransom for somebody, you you paying a tribute for get that person back. So Jesus is, is the ransom that we have for, that, that for us. Sin renders us hopeless in debt, a debt that we could not pay. We have no way of paying that debt. Uh, the justice God demands for the payment is death. Uh, the wages of sin is death. And that's, that's, that was the price that had to be paid, paid for our sin. When Jesus went to Calvary, uh, and, uh, he paid the debt for us. He took our place and died in our place. And he satisfied uh, the payment that God had set aside for death. Because he said when the garden, uh, he that eat of this truth would surely die. And so the sin that was brought upon us in the garden or that that follows us as we commit sin is, is that sin has to be paid for with, with blood, uh, with death. But Jesus willingly, willingly placed himself in extreme suffering for our sake. So he then, the scripture says, that he was afflicted. Uh, to be afflicted, to suffer, to be oppressed or depressed. Jesus was subject to great pain and sorrow, which was hard to be borne. Yet he did it without opening his mouth. And it's been said that a sheep, when it goes to uh, a slaughter, does not uh, make a sound. Uh, he is bowed as a lamb to the slaughter. So he he made no he made no resistance. He uttered no complaints. Uh, he suffered himself to be led to the cross and put to death. Uh, Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. John the Baptist said that when he came up to the river Jordan. He said, behold, the Lamb of God. So Jesus is put in that 
position when when he accepted this. And this has been set up before the foundation of the earth. Uh, before man was ever created, he was already put in place that what was going to be done to redeem mankind. So all these things that Jesus is doing is just following along with what has already been set up by him and the Father in Scripture and the Spirit. So the suffering of the Savior was for our sake. He was taken from prison and from uh, from judgment, and he shall declare his generation. For he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people. He was stricken. Now, the prison that he's in is not talking about incarceration. It means the the restraint of oppression uh, out of the midst of the suffering was Jesus carried away from prison, uh, taken from prison and judgment. So he says, and who shall declare his generation? And speaking of the untold number of converts that will become our his church. His true followers, the one born again, the one that will have a seat in the kingdom of God in heaven. Uh, those are the ones that will declare his generation. For he was cut off from the land of the living. And speaking of Jesus having a violent death, crucifixion was the cruelest form of putting one to death. To be nailed to the cross was so violent. To be lifted up and left suspended in the air. It was a violent way of of of, of doing uh, killing someone to hang on a cross uh, by spikes with all the weight of the person weighing up on the person. So violent to remain in that hot blazing sun for three hours in darkness for an additional three hours. Uh, he was pierced in, through the sides and 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 and, and, and blood and water ran out of his side. All these things was was the pain that Jesus went through. It was an aggravating death. He had already went through so much pain when he was, before he even got there, given a crown of thorns and carrying a cross through the streets of Jerusalem. All this was part of the pain that he had to bear. He did it for the transgression of my people. Was he smitten? This is speaking of, of who was responsible for the crucifixion of Jesus. Again, the songwriter and the prophets were declaring that Jesus was not on the cross for any sins of his own, but rather the sins of man. The word smitten carries the idea of being surged and dying. This picture of one suffering in pain before death. So he goes through so much agony and pain uh, on the cross. Verse 9 talks about it that the innocent suffering for the guilty. And he was made his grave with the wicked and with and with the rich in his death because he had done no violence, neither any deceit in his mouth. The Roman government had in mind uh, uh, when Jesus died that they was going to, one of the things they did for one that was crucified was to, to uh, cast his body into a pit. Uh, with the uh, with the wicked and, and and what would happen now is that animals could eat away at the body, or it could be burnt. You know, one another way was that it could be burnt. Uh, these was the, the lowest way of uh, uh, of uh, really putting humility on top of humility after being crucified on the cross. Then you're gonna have your body wouldn't even be 
very normally it would be eaten by by violent animal or it would be set afire. But God had already mm-hmm. put in place, and with the rich in his death, by God had put in place that Joseph would take his body and and bury it in his in a new tomb that he had had already arranged. And because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Speaks of the innocence of Jesus. And it gives a, a reason why he did not uh, be treated in the same way as those crucified beside him. He had committed no wrongs, and he, uh, uh, he was generally righteous. So his body did not go through what the rest of them went through. Verse 10 talks about the suffering and how it pleased the Father. And, and, and it's not that God is, is pleased by suffering, but he is following the, the, the outline that, that has to be paid uh, for the sins of the world. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He had put him to grief. When, when dies shall make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed and shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. And we talk about the triumph of the suffering Savior. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. God is not the one that bruised Jesus. These words are only stating that because he was bruised and was victorious in it, it pleased the Lord that he was bruised. In other words, he was following the, 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 the scripture as, as the suffering that, that, uh, was part of his procuring of, of our salvation. He put, he had him, he had to put him to grief. Jesus was subject to the sorrow and pain of the crucifixion because it was designed in the plan of the Father to have the Savior to be so pressed that the fact that only a God could endure uh, so much to save sinful man. No other one could qualify to fulfill this assignment. Well, so it lets us know we are indebted to Jesus for his accomplishments on our behalf. Uh, no ordinary human being could even endure what Jesus had endured. And then it talks about uh, uh, when thou shall make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days. And the pledge of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Isaiah is here speaking of, to, uh, speaking to the Father and declaring what blessings and benefits the Father will bestow upon his son for accomplishing his divine assignments of atoning uh, for sins of man. He'll be placed on the right hand of God. Uh, his worst name is, is above all names. Every knee shall bow to him. Uh, it's a benefit that is at the suffering Savior. He is. He is the one and the only way that we can save uh, a cure of salvation. No one goes to the Father but by him. Uh, then he talks about when thou shall make his soul an offering for sin. In the uh, process of an offering, like they did with the lamb, a, a sin offering is blood sacrifice. Jesus said his innocent blood to atone for the, the cleansing of our sin. 
Jesus sacrificed himself as an offering for sin because it is required by God the Father that sin must be first dealt with in order to receive forgiveness from God and for man to be accepted in the presence of God. Uh, when Adam and Eve first sinned in the garden, the first thing God did when they came with the fig leaves and, uh, uh, tied around him, God killed an animal and, and sprinkled the blood. And that was their atonement for the sins that they had done. And throughout the Old Testament, that is the process that they go through. They were taking an animal without fault or a sheep without fault and sacrificing. But Jesus is making the ultimate sacrifice. No other uh, sacrifices would have to be made after Jesus was sacrificed. Uh, and that was an annual thing that when they went up in uh, each year that they made sacrifices with the animals and doves and so forth. But when Jesus was sacrificed, there was no reason for anyone else to be sacrificed anymore because he took the sins of the world from past to present to future. And it says, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasures of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. The number of souls that will be saved as a result of the finishing work of Jesus on the cross will be his seed. Isaiah said that he shall prolong his days, meaning that Jesus will die, but he'll be resurrection and will live forever. Uh, Isaiah uh, Further states that the pledge of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Uh, the promotion and extension of Christianity with Jesus as the central figure in the, in the divine word of God. The, the father will be pleased with all the son has accomplished. So he has satisfied uh, all that was assigned and desired of him. Uh, and he'll be given the power of heaven and earth in all of his authorities. And then he talks about, he shall seize the transverse of his soul. God is speaking here. He says that Jesus will see the results of his suffering and death and the resurrection, which is the fruits of his suffering. Jesus will see, see so much good resulting from his great sorrow, so much happiness, and joy and so many say that the benefits shall be ample compensation for all that he endured. Uh, I believe the lesson starts off by saying, uh, finding hope in the midst of oppression. So Jesus can find hope in the midst of all that he's been through because you can see his the results in each and every one that, that accept him as their Lord and Savior. Every Christian ought to be more aware of what it calls Jesus. And God to procure our salvation. Once we realize uh, the tremendous cost Jesus paid for us to be saved, or well, might make us not act uh, like we uh, speak like or live like we have no indebtedness to Him for our salvation. And the proof of our gratitude will draw will show us in the ways we treat one another. The manner we express our love for man and God and how we commit our lives to God and obeying his word and will. Daily we were, we should reflect Jesus in our life and, and everything we do and how we live. Because he did, did a tremendous thing on the cross. Without that, we, we had no way of getting back to 
uh, to God. We had no way of, of having a reconciliation with us. He's our mediator between us and God. Uh, he takes our prayers and 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 and, and let the Lord know what are we really saying. Because so many times we don't know how to pray. We we say we pray a mix, but He can. He's our interceder. He's our high priest. Uh, he knows exactly what how what we are trying to say, and He goes and intercedes for us. Uh, he procured our salvation. We are forever indebted to him. Without him, we can do nothing. Comments from anybody? Well, teacher, uh, as you had already explained and shared with us on tonight, and as I look at this, it goes back to what I was sharing with us a few Sundays ago about how he said, upon this rock, I build my church. And I look at this lesson. He knew that he was going he knew that his, how his uh, mission was going to be accomplished. And he knew he had to go through some things. Uh, and uh, like you said earlier, couldn't nobody do it, but him. And we, we cannot do, couldn't have done it. Cause you know we get weak along the way. Even though uh, he, he uh, they pierced him in the side and did all the spit on him, and he never said a mumbling word. But as you had, the main thing that really caught my attention, what you said that the victory in the mission with, with this last outline, the joy of the uh, victorious mission, because after all he went through, the mission was accomplished, and he let us know that. No matter what people do to you, uh, against you, uh, if God is for you, no man could be, uh, he, the whole world could be against you. If God is for you, uh, he will see you through. And I thank God for this, like you said earlier, I thank God, even though he can see now at the end of the tunnel, a tunnel, uh, we, we, we see dark days and we can't see it, it seems like we want to turn around and look. And after all what Jesus went through, see, to me, uh, I would have turned around and said, I, I can't go no further. Look what they're doing. But he, his mission was accomplished, and he could see the results. Like you say, see the results at the end of the tunnel. Amen. What Well, this is Anthony. Thank you so much for uh, this uh, lesson. Uh, if, if anybody uh, joined uh, during and we didn't get a chance to uh, welcome you, uh, can you say, uh, let us welcome you now? Peggy Thompson. Uh, uh, this is your mom. I apologize for getting on late. But I wanted to say that that message was so important and it was uh, very timely as a reminder that if God is for us, you know, who can be against us? And sometimes it's, it's really important to keep that focus. So thank you so much. Uh, it's, it's, it's so important that because some of the holidays, sometimes we get caught, so caught up in stuff like Easter Bunny and Santa Claus and all those things that, 
we forget about what the true meaning of it is. And Easter is, is epitomizes the suffering that that he uh, that he suffered for our sin, and, and all this commercial stuff that we go through. That just that 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 stuff doesn't doesn't even it, it just takes away to me sometimes from uh, uh, what what really is important. It's good to it's all right for the kids to have Easter egg hunts and all that kind of stuff, but it's so important that they know what Easter is all about. And 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 then Christmas, those things somehow uh, we 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 get so caught up in the commercialism that we forget about what the true meaning of them is. But I think if if, if we could if we could take these kind of lessons and, and apply them to the world that we live in, maybe we could do something more positive than what we see with, with the people beating up an old Asian lady. I, it, it just, it just, I, I have so much problem understanding, even if you hate them, how can you just take an old 70-something-year-old lady and just beat her down. And I, 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 I just, I know Jesus would probably be so, he is so disappointed in the human race. The things that we do, it's just, it's just hard uh, to make an understanding if you know Christ, to even understand why people do such a thing. All right, Pastor, if there's nobody else. All right. Thank you, Deacon Wade. Thank you, students, for attending tonight. We ask that you continue to pray, as we always say. Thank God for the word on tonight. Let us uh, let it marinate in our hearts, and we can go out and help somebody along the way. Let us uh, realize his mission is accomplished, like Deacon Wade said, that when he could see the end results, all of us have come to Christ and we should be living the Christ-like uh, life. All right. Thank you all. Thank you. God bless you. Uh, keep your Father God in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We love you. We ask that you would just continue to bless this church, bless every church stand open in thy name. Bless everyone that declares your word. Lift us all upon the wings of prayer. We ask that if it be thy will, look upon the sick, shedding, and the bereaved family. We ask that you just guide us from one degree to another. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Now may the grace of God, sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with. Hence now and forevermore, shall we all say, Amen. 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 God bless you. See y'all Sunday morning. Amen. Amen. Okay. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Walnut Grove Baptist Church Podcast. If you feel led to do so, you can leave a gift at bit.ly slash walnutgrovegiving. Thank you so much, and we'll see you in the next episode.